What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls. Today's story is Clovers by Opinionated Rabbit. I was six the first time I found a four-leaf clover. My mom told me it was lucky, and I took it home with me. That night, I had a terrible nightmare, the sort that you forget you had until something small reminds you the next day. The nightmare had something to do with a locked door and a dark forest. When I was eight, my best friend and I were out playing in the school field, making daisy chains. I was carefully picking through them when I saw a clover, taller than all the others, and with four leaves. I remembered what my mom said, and I picked it. That night, I woke up in the middle of the night to the figure of a man standing at the end of my bed, a clover in his hand. I screamed, and he disappeared. My parents came in, and when I told them, they looked at me with sympathy and told me it was just a bad dream. I decided to believe them. The next time I found a four-leaf clover, I was nine. Playing in my grandparents' garden, I had yet to think that clovers may be anything other than lucky, so I picked it, and I tucked it behind my ear. My grandma said it looked cute. I was staying at hers overnight, I went to sleep in the spare room. I don't remember anything from that night, but my granddad never tires of telling the story of how they woke up to find me gone, only to discover me fast asleep in a patch of clovers in the back garden. Nothing like it happened for a couple years. Then, when I was 12, I spotted another one on the way into school. By then, I was a little freaked out by it, and I decided not to pick it. I made it through the school day without incident, and soon forgot about it. I went most of the way home with my friends, but for the last five minutes or so, I walked alone. For the entirety of this part of the trip, I couldn't shake the feeling that someone was watching me, but there was nobody there when I turned to look. Some horrible part of my brain thought of the clover, and I ran in a dead sprint for the last couple minutes, convinced it was the man I saw when I was eight. I locked the door of the house behind me, even though you can't open it from the outside without a key, and it's never locked when someone's home. I bolted the door to my room too, then I stuck my hand in my pocket and grabbed my phone, and I pulled out the clover. I didn't tell anybody, I didn't think they would believe me. Once again, I went a couple years without event. Even as I write this, it's been over three years since then, until tonight, I always laughed it off when I thought about it told myself I had an overactive imagination, that I must have a stressful day, that I must have put that clover in my pocket. There's no other explanation. I told myself this again and again, until I almost began to believe it, even though I still woke up from the nightmares about locked doors and forests, even though I had a near panic attack when one of my friends said they just found a four-leaf clover. I almost convinced myself, until last night. My parents never really take us anywhere. We can't afford fancy holidays. 
But my dad got a big bonus from his work recently, and they decided to treat us. Somewhere nearby and not too expensive. Somewhere where we can hang out as a family without Wi-Fi or phones. They decided on a forest. They bought a tent and camping gear, packed some board games and disposable cameras, then off we went. I'll be honest, I gave them a lot of grief over it. Beyond my reoccurring nightmares of forests, I'm also 15, and there are many things I'd rather spend my summer holiday doing than hiding in a tent, unable to even look at Instagram. They were stubborn, and I ended up going. Last night was the last night of camping, but every day for the past week, whenever I left the tent, there was sure to be a four-leaf clover growing in the clump beside our tent. I even went so far as to tear up the entire clump the other day, prompting a strange look from my sister. They were back by morning, and nobody, not even my sister, seemed to notice. When I asked her, she laughed and told me I was being weird, which I was, but all the same. Then, last night, I woke up. I don't know why, I suppose it just naturally came around. But when I did, I immediately saw the familiar shape of the man, clover and all. I'd like to take a moment to say I'm not an idiot. I do have some level of common sense, and thinking back on it, bolting out of the tent into a still, unfamiliar forest in the middle of the night was not the smartest thing to do. But when I woke up to see my childhood demon standing over me, my sleep-deprived and panicked brain just said run. So I clambered out of the tent and into the night. I slipped in the exit, landing on my knees in the clump of clovers. Except, they were no longer small and relatively innocent-looking. They all came to my elbows, and every single one had four perfectly four leaves. I panicked again and fled. Even as I ran, the forest seemed eerily familiar. I knew without much thought that this was the forest from my nightmares. I hardly remember the actual nightmares, but everything was just so horribly familiar, like deja vu, and still, I kept running. There was a small wooden building before us. I had never seen it before even though my sister and I had come down here a few times. But I was still exhausted, running on adrenaline, and my brain decided that solid walls meant safety, and I went inside. You may remember that I said before, about dreaming of locked doors. The doors weren't locked, though, not yet. I ran inside, then fell backwards, panting. I leant my back against the wall, trying to ignore the sound of knocking that came from, not the door, but below my feet. When I could breathe again, I pulled myself clumsily to my feet and turned to face the door. There was a picture of a clover on it, four-leaf, painted in what I hoped was rust-colored paint. I doubted, though. I had calmed down a little bit, but this picture set me off again. I tried the door. As you may have guessed, it was locked. I tried again, knowing already that it was useless. I pushed. I pulled. I cried. But I never screamed, never shouted. I knew, somehow, that was going to be the worst thing I could do. It seemed like I was in there for hours. But I couldn't tell you if this was true. Eventually, however, the door swung open. I raced outside, momentarily oblivious. Then I realized, the trees were gone. I was in a large, open field. It was brightly lit. I've never known light to be scary. Daylight means safety. Out of the dark and the unknown. Into something you recognize. But this wasn't normal light. And there was nowhere it could be coming from. No sun. 
no moon, just a big, white, empty sky above a large, endless green field. I'll give you three guesses what filled the field. I turned, went to head back into the hut, but it was gone. In its place was a man. Despite the light, he looked as fuzzy and featureless as though he was stood in a dark room. And he wasn't holding a clover, not exactly. In his hand glinted a knife, brightly lit in the unnatural light, with a four-leaf clover clearly engraved on the blade. I ran, and he pursued. I ran until I was wheezing and my legs were aching. I couldn't run anymore, but when I turned, he was there, blurry and motionless, the knife glinting in his hand. I tried to continue running, but I didn't have it in me. I fell to my knees and began to crawl, when I noticed something strange. Far smaller than any of the surrounding four-leaf clovers, nestled amongst their roots, was a single, tiny, three-leaf clover. Unlike the others, its leaves were not perfectly formed. One was ripped, and another had a missing tip. I turned to look behind me. The man had gotten closer. The knife was no longer at his side, but held out before him, towards me. The clover on the side glinted red. Struck by a sudden idea, I turned and plucked the three-leaf. It came up easily, and I turned to look at the man. Even as I did, the area seemed to change before my eyes, getting darker and spreading trees. I looked down and realized I was led where I'd fallen, where the original clump of clovers had been. But they were gone, replaced by plain old grass. I'd never been so pleased to see plain old grass. I started crying, and that was when I realized the clover was still in my hand, the three-leaf one. I tucked it automatically behind my ear. We drove home this morning. I didn't tell anybody about the clovers last night. I'm putting my one in a book. I'm pressing it so I can keep it forever. Not for luck, for protection. Then, to try and regain some normality, I went on to Reddit. That's why I'm writing this now. Nobody else would believe me, but I thought some readers might. I'm still scared. When I blink, I can see the knife imprinted on my eyelids. And I know I'm going to have that nightmare again tonight. More vivid than ever. My parents are discussing going to that forest again next year, too, if we can afford it. I hope we can, but maybe the worst of it's over, if I'm lucky. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story. And until next time, always remember to face your fears. <laughs>